welcome to the Offering the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, we've got a great show today. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Diane Dreer, and her book is The Tao of Inner Peace. And this is a great book if you're struggling right now, and who isn't between COVID and what's going on in Ukraine and what could be going on elsewhere in the world. You know, we're all a little unsettled, so this is a great book for you. The book is divided into five parts. Um, and uh, it walks you through a deeper understanding of the Tao. And she does that by sharing stories, and by giving exercises, and just giving inspiration and wisdom along the way. And because of all of that, by just reading the book, you kind of come to a sense of calm yourself, but we'll talk more about that in a bit. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com, and I uh, invite you to like me on Facebook and LinkedIn. And folks, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and give give us some stars. We greatly um, appreciate that. My guest today, Diane Deer, PhD, is a best-selling author, researcher, and positive psychology coach. Her books, The Tao of Inner Peace, The Tao of Personal Leadership, The Tao of Womanhood, Inner Gardening, and Your Personal Renaissance, has been translated into 10 languages with her work, and her work has been featured on major media outlets, including USA Today, Entrepreneur, Red Book, Glamour, Science of Mind, Cosmopolitan, and many uh, TV and radio shows. And she has been a part of many leadership uh, conferences and a lot of personal growth. And you can check her out at her website, and that's dianedeer.com. And it's D I A N E D. R-E-H-E-R.com. Welcome, Diane. Well, thank you, Monique. I am delighted to be here today. I am so glad that you're here. I mean, the Tao of Inner Peace is a perfect book for what's going on now in the world. So I want you to explain why. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, that's, that's something. Yeah, my book uh, was published in a couple of editions in the past, and it just came out as a new audio book, which was planned in advance. But sadly enough, uh, I had no idea how relevant it would be. Uh, it was planned in advance prior to uh, the invasion of Ukraine uh, and a lot of the stress that we've been dealing with. And um, about 25 centuries ago in ancient China, Lao Tzu wrote the Tao Te Ching. And he wrote it during a period called the Warring States period, uh-huh. when the world as he knew it was falling apart. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, so people seek uh, comfort and inspiration in different ways. And Lao Tzu found it wandering in the woods, being inspired by nature's principles, finding uh, lessons in a mountain stream, mm-hmm. the fact that water is gentle and nurturing, the source of all life, and with perseverance. It can cut through solid rock. And I've seen the results of that in the Grand Canyon. And some of us have seen, you know, Uh how how water is incredibly strong. And uh, also bamboo, which bends with the wind so it doesn't break. (laughs) I I chuckled when you said bamboo because I planted bamboo um, in the latest house I bought along the back fence. Okay, just in segments. It's all over the yard. Oh, yeah. Bam- <laughs> it's extremely resilient. <laughs> Bamboo is really strong. Mm-hmm. It's really resilient. And people look at it and think, oh, well, you know, it just looks like some flimsy, you know, uh, yeah. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, twig. <laughs> right. We can be like that, too, Lao Tzu discovered. We can be flexible. We can be strong in different ways from just being tough. And... Um, he wrote the Tao Te Ching, which has been translated more than any book in the world, with the exception of the Bible. Uh-huh. It is 81 short lyric poems, and it, it reveals the wisdom of living systems, the patterns of energy within and around us. And he realized that in times of conflict, challenge, and change, we need to find our own inner balance, and we can do that by by recognizing the principles of nature and by being out in nature. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and developing our awareness, which is the most powerful thing we have. Yeah, you know? but everybody glosses over the awareness. You know, it's like I've got to be A, B, C, or D, but oh my goodness, don't let me be aware. And I think a lot of that is showing up in today's world political stage and with COVID. So, talk to us about COVID and how. We can utilize the Tao Te Ching to help us get through COVID or the lessons that this is teaching us that we're, I think we're still refusing to learn, but the lessons that it's (laughs) teaching us. (laughs) Sometimes learning new lessons is not that comfortable, but it's it's essential. The Tao Te Ching affirms, affirms nature's balance of the energies of yin and yang. Uh And there's a quote that says the Tao is the one and from the one come yin and yang, sunlight and shadow in the forms of all creation. So that uh, yin is the contemplative, quiet energy. Yang Uh is the active, noisy uh, energy, you know, busy, busy, busy. And what's happened to us 
in this time of, of COVID, which has been years now, is that uh, American culture, Western culture in general, has been really, really yang. Uh-huh. Active, busy, nonstop communication, nonstop commitments, noise, external stimulation. And what's happened for many of us, uh, we've been rushing from one thing to the next without even thinking about why. Uh-huh. Uh, with COVID, we've been shocked out of our habitual yang activity. And one friend of mine says we've been under house arrest. People uh-huh. <laughs> stay uh-huh. home. Uh-huh. They some of some people I know even have their groceries delivered. They have not gone, gone out. out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a lot more yin time to ourselves to reflect, to ask if what we've been doing makes any sense and fits our spirit. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have discovered that it hasn't. So we've got the great resignation now. Many people have quit their jobs, gone back to school looked for new new professions and new directions in life because uh-huh. they've come back to, they've been forced to sit still in, uh-huh. in their homes and reflect. So as we emerge now with uh, vaccinations, boosters, and uh, some treatments, we have are coming, kind of coming out uh, a little bit more. And as we emerge from all these months of yen time, we can create more mindful action, asking if what we've been doing makes sense and uh-huh. uh, really do some some questioning. Ask, you know, what have I been missing during these these years of COVID? Uh-huh. And, so- and yeah, what you know, what do I want more of and uh-huh. what relationships, uh, activities, you know, do I not miss at all? And I do not need to go back to. Mm, that's powerful because um, I know a group of people who, once they became, in quotes, housebound, um, they've discovered that they didn't like each other. Now they're living in separate houses. But I found more people who had been together long term who maybe not necessarily drifted apart, but you settle into your own like little routine. They've become closer together. And I, I think that in a sense, COVID helped that. Um, but it's like, wow, do we need a, a major, you know, worldwide disaster to help people realize who they are to pay attention? Absolutely. Um, I I know that, you know, I've, I've observed this in terms of my own life and in terms of relationships with colleagues at work that I saw every day and would have coffee with and all that. And, you know, some of them I miss, and some of them I don't miss at all. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> that, yeah, it's been actually, you know, some of some people in our lives we related to out of force of habit. Uh-huh. Some re, some relationships are just really energy drains. Yeah, you know, they do not uh, restore us and recharge us and inspire us. So what we can do now, uh, we don't need to stay home for the rest of our lives, but we need in order to maintain our personal balance, to seek out periods of silence each day, you know, take time to reflect and to spend some time in the natural world. And when when we're thinking about any new commitments, which, you know, as people emerge from this time, they they are, Uh to ask ourselves, is this necessary? Is it healthy? Uh And will it bring greater joy and peace to my life and my world? And if it won't, then why do it? 
<laughs> yeah, because so many people are in that spot. You talked about it earlier, you know, with the great resignation and people deciding that, you know, I'm just not going to take it anymore. And they don't, which, you know, hopefully is the beginning of a shift in how humans interact in the world. I, I hope. So how can the Tao help us with that shift? Um, the, the principles of the Tao help us with that shift to help us, you know, deal with anxiety and have that greater peace of mind now that we've been put in this situation. Okay. Well, um, we are in a period of, of great stress uh, because of all the changes in our lives and our world, uh, the heartbreaking news about Ukraine uh, each day. So we need to, first of all, again, it's, it's part of our awareness to become aware when we're triggered by stress mm-hmm. and to take some steps to uh, restore our peace of mind. And so we can deal with our challenges more effectively and more mindfully. And why stress is, is such a, a major problem uh, and there's research that shows that, good gosh, 49% of college students have been uh, experiencing major anxiety or depressive disorders. That's mm-hmm. half half of those college students in our country. Wow. And, yeah. I mean, this is obviously, and it, there's there's a, a pandemic, of course, of COVID, but there mm-hmm. is a, a, an epidemic at the very least of anxiety, stress, and depression. So- what stress does and why this is important, you know, in terms of get over it is that stress puts our brains and our bodies in an emergency reaction that bypasses our higher brain centers and cortisol, adrenaline flow through our bodies, our heartbeat and breathing rate increase, our blood pressure rises, our immune and our digestive systems shut down, our muscles tense up to deal with an immediate threat. And this is a survival reaction that can save our lives when we're walking across the street and in the crosswalk and a car comes speeding toward us. We uh-huh. jump out of we jump out of the way without thinking about it. Oh, uh-huh. we're looking at to see what color the car is or any of that. We just move. Uh-huh. It's instant. But when stress becomes chronic, it becomes problematic. It can cause anxiety, depression, metabolic and inflammatory disorders, cardiovascular disease undermine our perception because our higher brain centers are offline to deal with an immediate threat so that we then see everything in a very limited way, uh, either or fight or flight, all or nothing, win or lose. And if someone disagrees with us, we can perceive that person as the enemy, which only increases the chaos and stress producing uh, activities around us. So, what we can do, the Tao Te Ching tells us, can you go through your days holding fast to the Tao, releasing your tension as you focus your breathing, mm-hmm. you clear your vision and open yourself to life. So that in my book, the, the Tao of Inner Peace, I offer several short practices that involve taking slow, deep breaths and focusing on peace. Mm-hmm. Again, this sounds so simple, right? Oh, just, just, you know, if you're stressed, pause, take some slow, deep breaths and, and say, I am peace. However, mm-hmm. 
research shows that we can begin relieving stress by focusing on our breathing. As uh, John Kabat-Zinn with Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, uh, about which there are now thousands of studies, Mm -hmm. show we can change our, our brains and our bodies simply by mindful breathing. It's, it's remarkable. Um, there's a National Hopeful Mindsets Project, which advocates pausing for 90 seconds when we feel triggered and then mm-hmm. taking slow, deep breaths. There's uh, the Stanford University Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education, which uh-huh. has found that slow, deep, mindful breathing shifts us from an anxious stress state to a more centered state where we can feel more compassion for ourselves and others, that we can't feel compassion when we're stressed because we're defensive. Mm -hmm. So that what we can do is is breathe and we breathe anyway. So it's not every part of living. (laughs) it's, It's not, we don't have to go out and buy something or do something elaborate. We can just recognize when we're feeling tense, oh, I'm stressed, and then pause, and then just take slow, deep, mindful breaths. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Jim Doty, who founded the Compassion Center at Stanford, is a neurosurgeon, and he takes slow, three slow, deep, mindful breaths Mm -hmm. uh, when he is in the midst of a challenging brain surgery. Because he he wants to be fully present. <laughs> mm, yeah, you know? I would yeah. appreciate that if I was on the table. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right, right. We want our doctors to be fully present. We want our neighbors. We want our friends, and we want ourselves to be fully present. And you know, we we can get very easily thrown off balance by all the stress stressful situations around us. We can be overcome by anxiety. And breathing is one way to deal with that. Another way is to spend time in nature. And that doesn't mean we we need to go up to the the mountains, you know, the high Sierras and walk around. Just walking around our yard uh, or, Mm -hmm. you know, our neighborhood uh, makes a difference. And even, you know, there's, there's a lot of research that shows, including the new concept of forest bathing, Mm -hmm. uh, which shows that being out in nature for 15 minutes, walking around and and just pausing to experience the beauty of nature, it results in lower blood pressure, decreased cortisol, greater relaxation, more positive mood, you know, in uh-huh. 15 minutes of observing nature, 15 minutes of walking around in nature, that's a half an hour. But it's yep. even, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't take long. No, it makes a big difference. Um, my sister and I, just this last week, we rode past the town that you live in and we went down to Santa Cruz and we hadn't been there in three years. We both been saying we need to get to the beach. And we left late due to circumstances I couldn't control, but we went down anyway, and we could only spend an hour and a half. Okay. So we ate at the crow's nest and then we went outside to the sand. But when we both came back, we were like relaxed. It was like we were new people. And it was like, we definitely needed that. So the nature 
does work if you allow it. And all we did, we, we sat and we looked and we kibitzed a little bit and then we just got quiet and enjoyed what we were seeing, feeling and hearing. And boy, was that refreshing. Oh, yeah. When I, I, I totally relate. When I was in grad school at UCLA, I lived in Santa Monica mm-hmm. on 7th Street at one point, which was seven blocks from the beach. Mm-hmm. So I would go there uh, sometimes with my books, sometimes just at the end of the day to check in with the ocean and mm-hmm. breathe in that salt ocean air, that fresh mm-hmm. feeling, watch the waves back and forth. And it made me relax. It also was inspiring. I felt like I didn't feel alone. I felt like I was part of something larger than myself. Mm-hmm. And we can experience that sense of awe. There's research at UC Berkeley about that, that, you know, it, it, it opens us up, it expands our awareness, and it relaxes and renews us. And what's really amazing to me is that we don't even have to go to the ocean or even go outside to experience the healing effects of nature. Mm-hmm. There's a classic research in a, a Philadelphia hospital with patients who'd undergone abdominal surgery. And some of them, you know, they had the same doctors, the same surgery, nurses, hospital food, everything. Mm-hmm. Some of them were on one side of, of, the, of the aisle, and they looked out at a vision of trees outside their window. Okay. And the other patients looked out at brick walls Mm. and research. uh, They found that the patients who had the view of trees outside their windows suffered fewer complications, needed less pain medication and were discharged sooner than the patients who were looking out at the brick walls. Mm. Interesting. Unfortunately, these days um, you look out the a uh, hospital window and all you see most of the time is brick walls, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I, it's really unfortunate. And I remember being, you know, younger and they used to have in the hospitals a room called a solarium. I mean, I know it sounds kind of weird, but it was a light, a, a room full of light, a lot of windows and the sun was shining, you would be sunbathed, but they don't do that anymore. I wonder why. Um. There are people who forget that we're part of nature. (laughs) And the Tao tells us when we value ourselves as part of nature and value nature as ourselves, we're at home in the oneness of Tao, that there's a sense of reassurance of being at home, of being able to relax and rest and feel safe. And when we, when our, our paradigm of our vision of reality is, is inclusive of nature uh-huh. We resonate with we we go we have solariums we have hospital healing gardens and all the rest. When we when our paradigm is mechanical, uh, and we start thinking of ourselves as machines, then we we lose our connection with nature. And some people even talk about their brains like I've uh, I've I've got to um, reboot my brain now or something uh-huh. like that. They think of themselves as computers, and we're not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. You know, early on in your book, you talk about being not at peace in certain areas, not at peace with career or body, relationships, family, finances, yourself, even, or the world. Give us, pick one of those categories and explain how we can get to a point of peace. 
Okay, a lot of people are not at peace with their bodies. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know, feel like we've got to do all kinds of things every day to make ourselves look basically acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to put on a costume, in essence, because we are essentially not okay, uh, which is very sad, and it produces a whole lot of stress, inferiority, insecurity, etc. Mm-hmm. What the Tao Te Ching affirms for us is that we're all unique creations, and we're part of the natural world, and that you know, there's never been anyone exactly like us. No one has the same fingerprints not in all recorded history. Mm-hmm. We are unique beings. And walking around in nature, you see there are all these different plants and they have different times when they blossom. The uh, daffodils bloom in early spring. Chrysanthemums bloom in autumn. Uh, some, and apparently bamboo uh, takes <laughs> over. <laughs> has a lot of strength there. I'm still and, pulling after 17 years. <laughs> we got, a lot of people plant bamboo in planters for that very reason, mm-hmm. but it's so sneaky. It, it, its roots go out through the holes in the planter and they still take over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all have our unique strengths. And to just stop trying to fit into other people's expectations and stop trying to compete with the images that we see in commercials, which are all airbrushed and doctored up anyway. They're lies. Uh, Yes. Yeah. They're (laughs) not real. And to realize, you know, I'm here and to relax and to realize we're, we're an integral part of nature and to do breathing exercises and to, uh, to listen to the voices in our head, which have been put in there, uh, by maybe our past or, you know, bad relationships. Uh, you're not good enough. You're too fat. You're too thin. You're too this. You're too that. You know, we aren't too this or too that. We are who we are right here and right now on this day. So to, to become aware of the negative stereotypes, mm-hmm. labels, and to just say, no, that's not me. And take a deep breath. I am I am at peace. I am one with Tao. Uh, you know, I am here to make a positive difference in the world uh, by being who I truly am. And, mm-hmm. and to just, you know, and, and when we are looking at our bodies, instead of, you know, judging them. <laughs> <laughs> like I did when I got on the scale this morning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Can we do um, what this positive psychologists call a gratitude practice and thank our bodies, you know, and, and be grateful for um, the fact that we can walk around, that uh, our bodies have, have brought us here to where we are today, mm-hmm. uh, that they can do amazing things, you know, uh, what, what our bodies, what we're grateful to our bodies for as being the temples of our spirit, you know, mm-hmm. and enabling us to, to move around and interact in this world in this time, instead of saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I, <laughs> you know, judging. Yeah, judging. Oh, today, will judging. Be a, today will be a fasting day, because I didn't like the number that I saw, you know, whatever. It, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And, and our, our, our weight vacillates up and down. I used to yes. weigh myself every night. <laughs> And, you know, a, a pound or two 
above or below my target weight, I figure that's just breathing in and breathing out. You know, mm-hmm. that, that'll, that'll balance itself. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's just a little bit, it's, it's a natural rhythm. I mean, if, if uh, you know, we gain uh, 30 pounds or something, that's, that's something else. But right. to, to, to really respect and honor our bodies, like we, we need to be in, in a positive relationship with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Instead of a judgmental relationship with our bodies, and I think that the Tao helps us with that. Mm-hmm. It, it does. Now, I want to ask a question. It's not on anything that we agreed to discuss, and um, you know, just like thinking on your feet type stuff. Um, sure. We have the midterm elections coming up, and for those who follow me, they know I'm not a Trump supporter, um, but. I went into almost a panic attack the other day when I was doing something in the house and I just heard his voice on TV. I almost had a meltdown. What can we do to get past that type of anxiety that I didn't even know I could exhibit? Oh my gosh. Uh, I have a number of friends who are therapists and a number of friends who are uh, sensitives. Mm-hmm. And the people, the therapists say that they have clients who were abused or in a, an abusive relationship in the past. And whenever they hear our former president's voice or see him, mm-hmm. it, they get, they get triggered. It brings wow. them back. It, yeah. So um, all the therapists that I know, their practices are completely filled with mm-hmm. people <laughs> who are anxious, depressed, and triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, that triggering happens. Um, and what we can do about it again, it's energy. Mm-hmm. The Tao says everything is energy. So what am I going to do with this energy? If I am triggered, first of all, again, to do that pause, take a deep mindful breath and get ourselves centered and then mm-hmm. ask, you know, what am I feeling? What do I need? You know, right here and right now. Mm-hmm. And, and then the third question, what, how do I feel? What do I need? Is what can I do? Uh, because we, we have this burst of energy that assaults us when we're triggered by, by something mm-hmm. <laughs> aversive. Mm-hmm. And if it's a political trigger, uh, what I've been doing is I, I'm, I'm phone banking to get out the vote. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're taking great action. To, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we feel like, and, and I believe we, we have to feel like we can make a difference. If we don't feel like we can make a difference, we get into what psychologists call learned helplessness and depression, and we feel like a victim. And that's not healthy for ourselves or our communities. So we need to believe we can make a difference. And so, you know, okay, how do I feel? What do I need right now? And then mm-hmm. what can I do? How can I channel that energy into a positive direction that's going to affect my future and the future of my country. Okay, so it works both sides, whatever your belief system is. If you're feeling stressed by it, take action. Mm-hmm. Is that what take, I'm hearing you say? Yes, take mindful action. There's a, and, and that's a, there's a big difference. When we're stressed, sometimes we just take action really fast, um, mm-hmm. which means people will react, uh, do something that is unhealthy, fall into an addictive behavior. Uh, but if we pause and, you know, uh, listen to our hearts, what, mm-hmm. how do I feel? What do I need? 
really? And then what can I do? That mindful pause cuts the stress reaction and puts our higher brain centers back online so we can see clearly and act effectively. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, um, Diane, I've really appreciated speaking with you. Um, When we go to your website, what are we going to find there? Okay. Well, my website, dianedreer.com, has uh, discussions of the Tao of Inner Peace. It has a sign-up that people can sign up for my seasonal newsletter, which has hints for living in harmony with the Tao. It comes out only four times a year. The uh-huh. spring, spring, you know, uh, summer, autumn, and then winter, uh-huh. so that people can get a sense of the seasons, the cycle of the seasons that we're part of, and the the lesson for each season. And then it has descriptions of my books. Goodness, it has uh, meditations, uh-huh. five, five minute meditations that people can click on and and you know find some kind of uh, I hope inspiration and balancing practice. So there, there are lots of, uh, lots of different aspects of my website, and I invite people to come at www.whateverdianedreer.com. Yeah, folks, um, do check it out. I enjoyed um, perusing it. And you can also listen to, um, on her media page, other podcasts that she's done, you know, because there's more than one way to reach the world. So, um, you know, it's always great to have different people's perspectives on things. Um, Diane, before we go, what is it you would like to share with the audience regarding the Tao of inner peace and how to live it in the world today? Okay. Well, the Tao tells us, for those of us who've been experiencing dark times in our personal, political, or you know, community lives, that the way to greater light leads through the darkness. Going ahead feels like falling back. The even path seems rugged and hilly, the highest power, a yielding valley. The Tao tells us not to hide from the reality we face in denial or distractions, but to look within and listen to our hearts, because the great way to greater light leads through the darkness. Uh-huh. To connect, connect with nature, to realize we're part of something larger than ourselves. And to listen to ourselves, to ask what we're feeling, what I need, what we can do. And ultimately, to be kind to ourselves in this challenging time. That research has shown that responding to hard times with mixed feelings, times of joy amid the suffering, can bring us a deeper sense of meaning and build our resilience. So... When we're experiencing challenge, stress, to again deal with the stress reaction, focus on our breathing, try to get back in touch with nature, and Mm -hmm. be kind to ourselves. Give ourselves daily gifts of kindness and joy, because mixing the kindness in with the darkness is like looking out at the stars in a dark winter sky and finding our way by those stars. The light will help us find our way home. Mm, that was beautiful. Thank you very much, Diane. I've truly appreciated you today. Folks have been speaking with Dr. Diane Dreer. The book is The Tao of Inner Peace. It's worth getting as you read the book. Um, you find yourself just 
uh, calming, relaxing, and she gives you a lot of information. And she explains in this book a lot of why certain things happen and then what you can do about it. Again, it's divided into five distinct parts and it's very good. For me, this is a keeper on my bookshelf for me to reference moving forward. I would like to ask the audience to, you know, take a look for themselves because in the times that we're living in right now, this book can definitely uh, bring us peace and peace of mind. So Diane, thank you very much. Thank you, Monique, and peace to you. Thank you. And to the audience, thank you so much. I truly appreciate your time and your attention. And remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of discovering the Tao of inner peace. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape. Agape.